0: Pines, what do you want to do tonight? The same thing we do every night, Pluto.
1: Talk about Pinky and the brain. Welcome to Pointcast, the podcast dedicated to the beloved cartoon characters Pinky and the Brain, as we chronicle their evolution, episode by episode, from Animaniacs to their two spin-off series, and all the way to the Animaniacs reboot. My name is Mary Jo, but you may call me M.J.R. Pines. And my name is Kelly, but you can call me Pluto. And today, we're going to discuss the second episode of the Pinky and the Brain spin-off of Mouse and Man. Yay! Yay. Number two. Yep. Episode number two. Also, just as a, uh, I just want to apologize if there's any background noise, if you hear any background noise. One of my family members is just taking a shower, so. It's all good. If you hear any background noise
0: on my end, it's my rats playing in their cage. (laughs) Yep.
1: Yep. So, um, we do have a couple bit of, uh, pieces of news. Oh, cool. What's the news?
2: We interrupt your regular broadcast to bring you this important news bulletin.
1: So first up, following the HBO Max debacle that we've discussed in the last episode, uh, there's mm-hmm. another unfortunate piece of news. Many crew members of the upcoming Looney Tunes movie, Bye Bye Bunny, were laid off. and I did hear about that, unfortunately. Yeah, and uh, the film's production status is still up in the air. I actually um, have an update for you on that. <laughs> Oh, yeah, the alleged um, that it's still going, and they're going to add new songs. I've heard it's still going, at least according to uh,
0: a Cartoon Brew article that I just recently read that said that it's still going. Um, This was posted on the 17th. Uh, Today we're recording this on the 22nd. Uh, But they at least reported, um, or they mentioned that, I guess, someone who's on the project says that the project's still very much alive. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a Warner Brothers animation executive uh, who said this, Mm -hmm. uh, that the project's still going. So let's hope, I hope it's still going because I actually like the premise of the film. Me too. I'd love to see it. You know, if it's done well, I think it could be
1: actually a really good Bugs Bunny film, so. Yeah, and a good Looney Tunes movie altogether. Yeah, so I don't know, we'll see. Yeah, and speaking of which, actually today on... uh, September twenty second, we actually saw some pencil tests from the another upcoming Looney Tunes movie called "The Day the Earth Blew Up," which is oh. the uh, the Porky Pig and Daffy Duck vehicle. Right, I know of it, but I didn't know that pencil tests were released. That's cool. Yeah, well, it was that. it was advertised as a sneak peek, and we got some <laughs> like animatics and well, yeah, like pencil tests because you see like the characters animating, but it's not like in color or anything. Does it look good? Yeah, it looks very good. It looks very fluid. <laughs> I like just the bounciness of it. And it looks very funny, so I'm excited for that, too. They got some talented people over there mm-hmm.
0: that I hope they don't lay off. They've already laid off some people, which I hope that they find security somewhere else, as secure as you could get in the business. But I hope that they find something elsewhere if they haven't already. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I'd still love to see these two projects come to fruition, so I hope that they hang in there.
1: Yep, same here, and also on a more upbeat note, on Sunday, September 11th, Rob Paulson released a video on his Twitter where he and Marisol Marsh sing a very sweet version of the song, Together Wherever We'll Go.
3: I think so, right? Something like, wherever we go,
2: whatever we do, we're gonna go through it together, together we'll through thin. Thin. We'll lose yes, we lose or we win.
3: No, that's sure. not right. Let's no. do it again. No, together.
2: together.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Frank.
2: I love you, Pinky. Nerve, but don't tell anyone. No, oh,
3: I can't. I see, I mean, you know, in certain countries, that's a felony, Brad.
2: Yes, brand. two mice together in one cage yeah. without a marriage license.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Aw, it's it's very cute. And it sounds cute. Yeah, and they even joke, uh, they make some Brinky references in the video, <laughs> where it's like, "Egad, like, two two mice in the cage, how, <laughs> how will they ever know that we've got a marriage license or something like that?
3: <laughs>
1: so, it's cute that they seem very un- on board with the popular Brinky ship, so. Or at least love riffing off of it, that's funny. Yeah, it is very funny. It's 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 food for, you know, people who love the show, so... It's fuel for the fire. Fuel for the <laughs> is fire. Is. Exactly, because, <laughs> you know, Warner Brothers and Hulu ain't giving us anything when it comes to advertising for the show. Yeah, we're probably not gonna see anything until October, is my guess.
0: Mm, yeah. If, if we even get the show in November. I mean, the last two seasons have, I think, consistently released in November, close to Thanksgiving or something, but, I mean... I guess we'll find out. They're so tight-lipped about it until the last minute, so I hope we get it in a couple months, but
1: mm-hmm. who knows? Yeah, I mean, I hope that things are going on schedule for the crew involved, and that, you know, yeah, if they, needed, like, if they need more time, I wouldn't be opposed to them taking more time if it, like the end product's gonna be really great. Right. The I'd left- rather they take their time. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather have them take their time than rush through something, because quality art takes time. You can't rush these things, you know. You can't rush art. <laughs> nope. And moving on, I just want to address one itsy-bitsy little mistake that I made in the last episode. Whoa.
3: Wakey-wakey, I made a
1: mistakey. Yep, so I mentioned in DOS Mouse that that was the first episode to premiere in primetime, but I was wrong. Oh, yeah, because Dot's Mouse premiered on Kids WB on their Saturday morning block alongside the season three premiere of Animaniacs, or the original Animaniacs, <laughs> and the series premiere of Freakazoid. Okay, okay, yep. So, of Mouse and Man, which is the topic of today's discussion, that would be the first Pinky and the Brain cartoon to premiere on the prime time as part of the WB's Sunday night programming block.
0: Okay, okay, so it's this one instead. Got it. Yep,
1: this is the primetime premiere. Cool.
3: Take a memo. Introducing TV's newest comedy duo, Pinky and the Brain. Yes. <laughs> they're too small lab mice with one big plan. Try to take over the world. Fortunately for us, they're not very good at it. The primetime world premiere of Pinky and the Brain, followed by Sister Sister Sunday.
1: And now let's talk about the episode. All right, let's dive into it. So, Of Mouse and Man first premiered on Sunday, September 10th, 1995, on the WB primetime lineup. And Of Mouse and Man was written by Peter Hastings, directed by Audi Payden, animation was done by Acom, and there was no title card for this episode. So the episode starts off as Acme Labs, as we get uh, like a pan down from the ceiling window, which has like ominous clouds going through all the way down to the cage. And Brain tells Pinky that man has an evil side. To which Pinky responds, front or back, as he's just showing off his butt to Brain, and Brain's just, like, so annoyed. (laughs) But the megalomaniac explains that man has a dark side, and he proceeds to use a makeshift harpoon out of a pen and office supplies, (laughs) and fires it at this anatomical model of the human body, (laughs) and he uses, like, some string and a thimble to, like, ...a uh, string and spool to pull it down. Hmm. And the figure just crashes under the side of the cage... ...and he grabs one of the ribs and uses it to pick the lock on the cage. <laughs> I thought it was one of the more inventive cage escapes. Yeah, one of the more ingenious <laughs> ways of getting out of there. <laughs> yep, and once the mice leave the cage... ...Brain explains the various ways man has plagued the world. War machines, pollution-causing factories... And voicemail—the
0: <laughs> absolute worst plague of
1: all. Mm. That and scam phone numbers that we've been getting recently. Yep, that too. And Pinky says, "Oh, how are we gonna? Are we gonna stop the bad thing? The very <laughs> bad thing?" And then Bryn's like, "Nope, not before I utilize it to my advantage."
3: <laughs> no. Are you going to stomp out there squash the bad, bad thing?
2: Yes, Pinky. But not until I have manipulated it in a plan of world domination. Utilizing satellite technology and these, we will redirect all global telephone communication into an endless voicemail system. And once a person is on the line, the array and amount of choices will render them occupied, busy... Unable to defend the earth for a full 72 hours.
1: His whole plan is that he's going to utilize satellite technology and alligator clips to redirect all global telephone communication to an endless voicemail system. <laughs> and that way he'll re- render all of the phone users occupied for 72 hours, which is more than enough time for a well-prepared mouse to take over the planet. Truly really devious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then Pinky's like, oh, we're, we're gonna find a well prepared mouse. And then Brain's like, I am that mouse. And then Pinky's like, oh, there you are then. And then he just congratulates him. He's like, good job. <laughs> yeah, and then like Brain's like, okay, you have two options. Either A, you're gonna be of of assistance, and B, you're gonna have your head in a walnut. And then Pinky takes some time to weigh the options before Brain just like smashes the walnut <laughs> into, onto Pinky's head. I remember that now. (laughs) And then Brain asks how he's going to obtain all this money without running for Congress. But then Pinky (laughs) emerges from his walnut shell prison and lands on the remote, which airs a commercial for a financial financial compensation company that can give people who are injured on the job up to (laughs) $1,614,000. So this is a fun to play on. This episode. is a fun-to-plan episode. Oh, okay, it's okay. One, one of the better ones. It is one of the better ones. <laughs> and in this commercial, you have, like, people, like, this guy with, like, a car, metal, piece of metal through his head. <laughs> and then this lady <laughs> who's, like, turned into, like, a piece of fudge. It's <laughs> like, that's okay. I got this some, so-and-so amount of money. <laughs> and then the last <laughs> bit is, like, you have this, like, person's tombstone. It's like, oh, I got, like... Three dollars and fifteen cents. I got paid three hundred dollars from this guy, (laughs) and like his family's like mourning for him. Oh my gosh! (laughs) This is
0: funny.
1: Oh sorry. No, you go ahead. (laughs) I was gonna say it's funny and also relevant because I keep seeing all these financial compensation commercials (laughs) for various things. Like, oh, if you went to this summer camp for like between nineteen sixty and nineteen eighty-two. You may be entitled to financial compensation. Yep. Because it's like, you know, the lake's been poisoned or something. (laughs) I
0: still get checks in the mail sometimes, like financial compensation if someone's like sued a company that I worked for years ago. And it's like, well, in a while, it's kind of nice to see the checks show up in the mail. And I'm like, okay, I'm kind of glad I worked for the company at least for that.
1: (laughs) Wow. You are like getting paid in these like residuals.
0: Yeah, like, it's usually it's, like, $8, but sometimes you get a nice little chunk of money. Like, I think I got over 100 bucks once. Nice! So, yeah, I'm like, hey, I'll take it.
1: Yep, that's good. <laughs> you have, like, candy money and then money you can store in the bank, so... yeah, Any amount's a good amount, I guess.
0: But <laughs> <laughs> Brain's looking to get a lot more than that.
1: Yeah, he's, like, you know, talking about, like, the millions, so... Millions he's... of dollars. Yeah, so he's he's got his eyes on the prize. So when Brain asks Pinky, "Are you pondering when I'm pondering?" Pinky replies, "I think so, Brain, but I get all clammy inside the tent." Oh my gosh! Believe me, this episode is full of adult innuendos. There's this is be- oh gosh, this is <laughs> this is just the beginning. So strap in, folks, because you're in for a that, wild or, ride. What the heck is that answer? Oh my gosh, I completely forgot
0: about that one. <laughs> the, the implications of this. Okay, anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anywho, holy cow! Would you like to explain that implications? I, no, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> All right, well you, well, you folks out there can leave
0: it up to your imagination what Pinky's talking about here. <laughs> there we go. Oh my gosh!
1: But I'm, anywho, sorry, continue. <laughs> that's that's cool. Anywho, Brain says that he'll get a job at a large corporation so he can stage a hideous workplace accident and sue the company for one million six hundred fourteen thousand dollars. <laughs> In workers' compensation, <laughs> and then Pinky's like, EGAD, brain, brilliant! But no, wait, no, no, isn't that horribly illegal? And then Brain says, Yes, but then he he mentions, Once he rules the world, he'll he'll be pardoned by Gerald Ford. <laughs> another always
0: g- has a backup plan,
1: <laughs> exactly, and another great political reference. Yep,
0: <laughs> all right, so then Brain finds his human suit in the closet, which I think is the second. Instance of the human suit. Yep. Uh, the suit makes a comeback. Yeah, it makes a comeback. Last time we saw it was in Win Big and it makes its appearance again here.
2: Take a memo.
3: Hey, God brain, are you all right?
2: Yes. Fortunately, my chest cavity is constructed of a titanium alloy.
3: Oh, be sure to
0: mention that in your job interview. And uh, so he operates it as a clockwork version uh, of the Thinky. I'm sorry, the Thinky.
1: <laughs> Let me re- reread. The Vicky, the Vinky? Thinky in <laughs> <and> the
0: brain. <laughs> thinky in the brain. Okay, so the brain. Okay, brain finds his human suit in the closet and operates it as a clockwork version of the Thinky and the brain. Theme plays in the background. But when he breaks the closet door with his with his chest, it's like this human suit chest. He tells Pinky that his chest cavity is made of titanium alloy, and Pinky tells brain to add that in his job interview. <laughs> so the so brain heads out, and he's kind of squishes poor Pinky in the process with the big big foot of the suit. And yeah. we get a we get a screen swipe to the Fiero and Company building as a job interview is taking place. However, the hiring manager. Beatle Fiero tells the candidate to leave after learning that he's
1: married, which is something that you like is illegal to do in interviews, asking the marital status of your um, candidates. Yeah,
0: maybe back then it wasn't, but I don't know about back then.
1: <laughs> yeah, because I've I've read the um, brain reference page, the bunches of references accumulated in a nutshell. Right. which is a great resource, by the way. Um, it is even like fans back in the '90s, they pointed out that's illegal. Interesting. Okay,
0: so even then, it was mm-hmm. well, they're kind of they're kind of cheating here a little bit. <laughs> oh yeah. So Brain walks into the room next, and he's interviewed by Fiero as well. He tells him that they are a re-, re reinsurance company, which is a lucrative business. As Brain sees the wads of cash inside one of the test drawers.
1: <laughs> And then afterwards, Brain gives this, like, adorable little sheepish smile after he's like, he's like, oh, okay. He's got a couple of cute little smiles in this episode, actually.
0: He does. Uh, There's another one coming up later that's really cute. And so the guy looks over Brain's resume to see that he attended Princeton Harvard Business and has six years in the industry. And when uh, he asks Brain what his long-term goals are, Brain replies to take over the world. And Fiero laughs at this and compliments his drive <laughs> before saying that taking over the world is his thing. <laughs> and Brain kind of sarcastically chuckles at this. Uh, when Brain asks if he's married, he says that he's not, but he mentions uh, that he has a roommate.
2: <laughs> now, Brass Tax, are you married? No, I do have a uh, roommate, but uh, he's very busy with his own activities. <laughs> <laughs>
1: If we if we get like a cutaway to Pinky like kissing himself in the mirror with lipstick. (laughs) He's like (laughs) But he's very busy with his own activities. His favorite shade. Wasn't this like a a topic
0: of conversation in the fandom or something of the kind of lipstick that Pinky prefers? Because they always used like one or two shades. Yeah. Whenever he used lipstick it was the same shade. Yeah. I assume this was just for convenience, like they just used a standard pink color.
1: Yeah, because he, he wore a similar shade of pink in Napoleon braid apart during that yeah, point he, where like the French guys were kissing the mice and then Pinky's like yeah. putting on the lipstick. He uses as like light pink lipstick. <laughs> it's a very good shade on him.
0: It is actually. <laughs> it complements his uh, little pink paws mm-hmm. and white fur.
1: Or maybe because he wants to have the same shade as Brain's eyes. Oh, my gosh.
0: He wears another color that's a little bit darker that's closer to that, I think, actually, in some other episode. Mm. But, yeah, anyway, so <laughs> Brain so is then asked, like, well, why is your head so small? And he mentions that uh, it's, it's part of it's his, race, his race. It's sort of a race of people with small heads, I guess. And the manager gleefully tells the secretary that he has a diversity hire, and so Brain gets the job. <laughs> so, moving into Act 2... Uh, Brain writes the equation of his workplace accident in his blueprints and then Pinky shows that he made a choo-choo out of spare atoms and Brain remarks and me without my video camera (laughs) and he informs Pinky that he'll cause the accident by bluffing an alteration of the molecular matrix through a substrate platform of microwaves with the help of a microwave for no one knows how that works as he says (laughs) no one knows how a microwave works (laughs) yeah Uh, And non-dairy powdered creamer will also take place in the scheme, apparently. Mm -hmm. Uh, When Pinky asks why he'll use the creamer, Brain replies, no one knows how those work either.
2: (laughs) On the job accident, Pinky. I figured it out. In the office kitchen, I will simply stage an accident utilizing the microwave oven and the non-dairy powdered creamer. For no one really knows how a microwave works.
3: But why the powdered creamer, thing?
2: No one really knows how that works, either.
3: Yep.
1: So then we get a screen swipe over to Brain sitting um, in his mechanical suit, riding the subway and reading the morning paper. And he's confronted by three punks who are like, like, yo, professor, tuition's due. <laughs> and uh, Brain just puts <laughs> down his paper and then they're like, oh! Like, they see how, like, tiny his head is. like, <laughs> And it's like, one of the, like, Punk's is voiced by Jim Cummings. He's like, "Oh, we got some sort of freak here. We we got a little freak." And then Brain's like, "Actually, I'm a lab mouse, part of an intricate scheme to take over the world." And then the Punk's like, "Oh, we got a regular Gallagher over here." And then Brain's like, "You think Gallagher is funny?" And the most like, it, like you know, it's like, "Oh, that's your like source of comedy." Yeah. <laughs> the Punk just like. <laughs> Punches Bray in the chest, but the t- it's made out of titanium alloy, so he's like, "Ow!" Yeah. And then just Bray just like uses the like poles and levers of his like suit, and he just like twists the guy into a pretzel, throws him, and then it hits the other two punks. And then they like head out of the subway, and they land in the trash can, and the sub leaves. And then Bray's like, you know, about to go back to his paper, and then he's like, then he hears the applause of all of his fellow subway riders. <laughs> One of them's like, "Oh, yo, you should like run the police department, man." And Bray's like, "I will," and then he smiles at the camera and says, "I will."
0: Don't mess with brain, folks.
1: No, he's got nothing. At least thing not coming. In the suit. <laughs> oh boy. Um, then Brain arrives at his new job, and Fiero shows him to his cubicle and he hands him small forms about like the workplace policies regarding vacations and you know phone calls and then he like heaves up this giant stack of papers Is like this is our company policy on sexual harassment <laughs> and he's like you know you shouldn't have to worry about this if you don't go near people it's like my goal in life <laughs> which is a relatable <laughs> <sentiment>. very relatable
3: <laughs> here's the company policy on vacations on personal phone calls and sexual harassment. Don't worry about this. You're safe as long as you avoid all contact
2: with humans. My goal in life.
0: Uh, the sexual harassment joke kind of has a different taste in the mouth now after stuff came
1: out. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it, it hits differently nowadays. <laughs> yeah, it does.
0: <laughs> but... The
1: joke's still funny, though. (laughs) It it is still funny. Uh, but anywho, uh, Brain just is decorating his desk, like, he opens up his, like, little, like, work bag, and he sees that, like, Pinky has packed him a trophy where it says, number one lab mouse, on, like, a piece of tape, and Brain just, like, rips it off, and then, you know, he has, like, a fake picture of, um, like, Brain's, like, face plastered over the stereotypical family, (laughs) and then another picture of Pinky on his wheel. And then his cubicle mate, who's voiced by Jeff uh, Bennett, he's like, who's your pet? And then Bray's like, my what? <laughs> As if he's, like, insulted. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, the fellow cubicle worker goes on to say, oh, I keep mice, too. I feed them to my snake. No. And then Bray's just, like, shudder. He's like, Ooh. Yeah. Sad. That, that is very sad. <laughs> uh, but then, like, the employee's about to sh- uh, shake Bray's hand, and then Bray's like, you know what? No, I, I would love to, but I can't because I got a bad case of tennis elbow. And then, like, the co-worker's lady's like, hey, tennis, you and I should play sometime. And then we get a hard cut to the tennis court where we see, like, all these holes on, like, the tennis fence. And Brain's, like, you know, he has the his tennis racket, and then the guy hits the ball over to Brain. Brain just, like, hits it, and it goes flying straight into the, the fence. And, like, the guy ducks in time. And he's like, you know what, maybe you should try out golf. (laughs) Which he does later on. (laughs) Yeah, he does, so that's foreshadowing. Yeah. (laughs) I love the implication that Bray just decided to just play tennis with this guy just to, like, humor him. Just be like, you know what, yeah, sure, I'll play tennis. Yeah, he went along with it. (laughs) It's like, normally he'd be, like, focused on world domination, but he's like, you know what, yeah, sure, why not? I can see it going either way. Like, at first you think, like, Brain's just going to shove it off
0: and be like, no, I'm not doing that. But at the same time, like, Brain will sometimes do things like this to kind of, like, rub elbows with people to seem friendlier so that he can get, like, further into the system, so... Or maybe maybe he likes sports. Okay, he does, though. He loves sports. That's in character. He's very competitive, so I think maybe that was the reason.
1: He just wanted to win. (laughs) Maybe.
0: Uh, That's funny.
1: Oh yeah, and then this next seat is gold. So It is. So Brain arrives back to his cage, all <laughs> weary and tired, and Pinky just being very happy and energetic. He's greeting Brain very happily in the role of this domestic housewife in his frilly green apron, and he's like, Oh, goody, you're back! I made you your yummy dinner! Food pellets and food pellets! <laughs> and then Brain's like, pinky please i have a very i had a very tough day (laughs) and then pinky like drops the plates and he starts crying (laughs) he's like he goes on this rant (laughs) about how it's like you know it's always about brain's day but never about (laughs) his day
3: oh brain goody you're back i've made a yummy dinner food pellets with food pellets
2: please pinky i've had a very tough day
3: Oh, you have. You've had a tough day. You. What about my day, Blaine? We always hear about your day, but what about mine? The boss this and the boss that. Lardy, lardy, dot, nerve. Did you ever ask what I did today? <laughs> and it's
1: so hilarious. And like, Rob Paulson just delivers. He does. It's so funny. Like, he just goes off. It's really. <laughs>
0: i love how pinky gets so into like this role it's like he just wants to be like this housewife type character so bad it's like you see him do it on multiple occasions there was a whole episode
1: dedicated to that in the elmira show but there was there's
0: the that's we'll eventually get to that but yeah the pinky's dream house i think it's. yeah pinky's dream house yep objectively the best episode of that mess it's definitely
1: one of the better ones all things considered but yeah I know I love seeing Pinky like in the role of the housewife he just wants to make people happy and just be in this like domestic home
2: <laughs> very well Pinky what did you do today
1: um can't remember anything not a thing
2: now I know how American Gladiator stays on the air
1: but then, like, Bray's like, okay, fine, I'll humor you. Like, after looking at the camera, yeah, he's like, what did you do today? And Piggy's like, oh, I can't remember. Yeah. And then, like, Bray's just like, okay, now I know why American Gladiator stays on the air. <laughs> and then Bray just goes on this own rant about his own troubles at work. He's like, you don't know what I'm up against. <laughs> Which is from, like, another callback to Yes, Always, but anywho. It probably is. And um, and then Bray's just like the stressful tasks I do every day, and then it just hard cuts to him in the kitchen. He's like, "Am I the only one who makes coffee around here?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is honestly like you know yeah I can I can see how like that's a big plate at work. Yeah, having to make coffee for everybody. Yep.
0: <laughs> I could totally see him getting mad about something like that.
1: <laughs> So, yeah.
0: So in in the kitchen, uh, Braid is then approached by a young female coworker who
1: kind of flirts with Braid actually, and she has like, a little. Yeah, go ahead. I was just like to say she's like touching him and like you know trying to yeah, like hit on him.
0: <laughs> yeah, she's going for it, and Braid's kind of like accepting it. Actually, he comes a little infatuated with it. Um, this is the second time he has that cute little smile. Like he actually kind of cracks oh, yeah. a little grin here.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was cute. Yeah. So when
0: she introduces herself, though, Brain kind of struggles to leave the room, but he accidentally, like, sweeps her off her feet and into his arms, like, while he's in the suit. And when she remarks that he's making a pass of her, Brain informs her that he does not find her attractive. He's like, no, no, which makes her mad. And then she calls him a creep, and Brain just kind of flees from the scene. And he's called into his to, to his office by his boss after this, and he assumes it's because of the awkward incident with the female coworker in the kitchen. But when Brain tries to explain the situation, his boss just kind of brushes the issue aside, and he demands that he explain his fake resume, as the colleges did not have Brain in their records. He actually looked into it and he caught Brain red-handed. Her uh, brain tells him that he'll fetch his diplomas, but he decides to put his plan into action at this moment because it's like, okay, he's running short on time now. So he makes a trail of this non dairy powdered creamer from the microwave, and her brain just like hops in. <laughs>
1: he's just like, yeah, he just like sett- settles in, and then he like yeah, he yells said- out. He yells out very half heartedly. He was like, yeah, oh, no, oh no. A oh, workplace no. occupy, like, Occupational
0: hazard. hazard. <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna need a lot of workers' compensation for this, <laughs> and it's tro-
1: <laughs> very convincing,
0: <laughs> very convincing, and it does catch everyone's attention. It's like everybody hears this; they leave their cubicles, they crowd around the kitchen door, uh, but they discover Braden without a suit, and he tells them he's he's like, Oh, no, I've been turned into a mouse. <laughs> 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 And that's the end of Act 2, and Act 3 begins with this exterior shot of the Fierro building at night, as Brain confronts his boss, and his boss refuses to give him any financial compensation for the accident. And Brain tells him, well, he'll see him in court, so we get this screen swipe over to the local courthouse as Fierro's lawyer, whose name is Mr. Locke, who looks and acts very much like Christopher Walken, asserts that Brain is too intelligent to be a mouse. And Brain's about to show his x-rays, but he finds that his folder is, is empty, and he's like, well, what happened to them? And so we get a scene after this of uh, Fiero, the Fiero manager taking Brain's x-rays, x-rays from the doctor and ripping them up, and he bribes the medical worker with a briefcase that contains pink lingerie, so the doctor decides to keep
1: quiet. <laughs> Which is another, another adult joke where it's like, that came yeah. out of nowhere when I first watched it, I'm like, wait, what? I know, yeah, another very adult joke. <laughs>
0: Uh, So the lawyer then shows the items on Brain's desks, which Pinky had packed for Brain, and he states that, oh, a mouse could not win bowling trophies. The mouse couldn't have a wife and a child. Uh, Brain mutters Pinky's name, and we see that Pinky is on the desk, and he remarks that Brain's case wasn't broadcast on court TV, so he decided to show up in person. (laughs) (laughs) If it's not in the television, then what's the point? So <laughs> he he needs to see the action. Yeah, he needs to be there in the middle of the action. Brace tells Pinky to stay down. It's like lie low, and Pinky she jokes around. It's like it's a good thing he didn't bring the suit. <laughs> and this reminds Brain that uh oh, he left the suit in the office kitchen closet. So he tells Pinky like to go and get it. Go retrieve the the suit from the closet, the kitchen closet. So Pinky is both overwhelmed that he's he's that he's able to help. Like, he gives him this hug, and he's, like, tearfully, like, Oh,
1: free! Yeah. You're allowing me to help!
0: Aww. Aww. <laughs> Pinky loves to help. Yep. And he gives him this little salute before falling down off the little table. And then we see Pinky hopping from the sewer grate and into this snack box as a worker removes these boxes from his truck and into a vending machine, and we get this cute little moment of Pinky, like, being placed in the vending machine with the other snacks, <laughs> and he kind of gets stuck inside. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yep. But, uh, back in the courtroom, the lawyer questions, uh, Fierro, who asserts that Brain is a man of color, but he does not, like, know the origin of his country, where he's from. So he assumes it's somewhere in Europe. (laughs) And, uh, Brain then remarks, like, no, it doesn't matter who I was then, the point is, I'm a mouse. (laughs) And then, like, (laughs) Locke, the lawyer, he's like, ha ha ha, yo, that's the thing, you're too intelligent. And then we get back to the office where Pinky is liberated from the vending machine by a female worker who flees when she realizes that her snack is actually a mouse. <laughs> and then Pinky manages to find the suit in the closet. He, like, pushes the door open, climbs into the suit, and then he moves on out. And, like, during this, like, we see Pinky, like, crushing every newspaper box on the street on the fruit <laughs> stand. Because, of course, you gotta have, like, somebody crashing into a fruit stand in these situations. Of course. Yep. Thank goodness it wasn't like the cabbage guy from Avatar. <laughs> I was thinking <laughs> he's like
0: my cabbages.
1: <laughs> so meanwhile, Brady's called to the stand, and he informs the lawyer that the accident was caused by a microwave, for no one knows how those works. But the lawyer's like, you know, he has his graph ready, and he shows how like the microwave works. <laughs> and then Brady's like, he adds like, oh, the accident also involved a non dairy powdered creamer, and the lawyer's just stumped. He's like, he's like, oh. <laughs> Well, he's and then... Like, yeah, no one knows how those were. <laughs> good thing he had that included in the plan. Yep. So then, um, Locke then asks Brain, are other mice intelligent as well, and then Brain thinks for a moment, and then we cut <laughs> to see Pinky freaking out as he's stomping down the street and he causes all these car accidents. He's like, ah! <laughs> and we cut back to Brain saying, no. <laughs> and the lawyer's like, exactly, on a i contend that brain is simply too intelligent to be a mouse and then brain's like no no i'm just an average mouse i'm just merely a simpleton and then he adds narf you know
0: brain's desperate
1: when he says narf yeah he only says that on a few occasions
0: yep
3: <laughs> mr brain and your experience with other mice are they intelligent <laughs> No, exactly, Your Honor. I contend that Mr.
2: Brain is simply too intelligent to be a mouse. But no, no, I'm I'm not intelligent. I'm a simpleton. Yes, like any average mouse. Uh, narf. Uh,
0: but then uh, then the Christopher Walken impersonator decides to humor <laughs> Brain by telling him fake facts, which angers Brain. He's just getting so upset about this, and he tops it off with an inaccurate fact about the. Fermi Dirac distribution, which caused his brain to just snap.
3: (laughs) So, you would have no problem with me saying that Albert Einstein was a champion surfer? What? I mean, no. Or that the temperature of the sun is a comfy 70 degrees Fahrenheit? I wouldn't know. Or that the Fermi Dirac distribution function is a soup kitchen? That's preposterous.
2: Your Honor, the Fermi-Dirac function is, for any system of identical fermions in equilibrium, the probability that a quantum state of energy E is occupied. My word, man, don't you know your quantum statistics?
1: He just goes on this tirade. He's like, my (laughs) word, man, don't you know your quantum statistics?
2: (laughs) That was so funny.
0: I love that Brain just can't, like... (laughs) Like, he gets so close to reaching his goal, but then... Usually he ends up ruining it in some way. At least a lot of the time he does. And I love it when it's a situation like this where he just can't not deal with a fact with an incorrect fact
1: given. <laughs> he needs to be like, No, this is how you do it. This yeah. is what's right and it's yeah. like due to his own frustration. Yep. So the court finds that Brain is simply a man. But
0: before <laughs> But before Brain heads off, they find him guilty of public nudity. <laughs> but as the co- the cops handcuff Brain, this is right when Pinky bursts into the courtroom in the human suit. And he dispatches the officers in the room, and everyone flees from this rampage. And uh, in the chaos, Brain is able to escape from his cuffs, and tells he tells Pinky he's right next to him. But Pinky unwittingly squishes Brain, not seeing him. And uh, Pinky easily fights off more cops as he apologizes <laughs> and exits the courthouse.
1: He's like, sorry, I'm so sorry.
0: Yeah. He, didn- he never means to hurt anybody.
1: No, I'm reminded of the Plight of Hand episode. It's like, it he yeah. doesn- it doesn't mean to cause any trouble. It's just, you know, the circumstances that's surrounding Pinky. Yep, He's just caught up in the, you know, crossfire. Yep. Ben!
2: Pinky, down here! Pinky! <laughs> Excuse
3: me. Oh, I'm sorry. I
0: didn't mean to... So back at the lab, Pinky carefully tends to Brain's wounds as he wraps his medical gauze around Brain's head. And Brain tells Pinky not to wrap it too tight because he needs to think for tomorrow night. And the mice engage in their usual exchange. And we get an exterior shot of Acme Labs as the dramatic chorus sings the mice off. And that is that for Of Mouse and Man
3: more then
2: careful pinky not too tight i must be able to think freely so i can plan for tomorrow night
3: what then what are we going to do tomorrow night
2: the same thing we do every night pinky try to take over the world the pinky the pinky i'm the brain 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 brain
0: brain it's a funnier episode than i remember it it is so (laughs) funny it's it's hilarious it's got some good jokes in it. For context, I I didn't have time to watch this episode before we recorded, so I'm kind of like reliving it, Uh rewatching it in a way through reading this, and I've forgotten some of the jokes. <laughs> so yeah, it's a funny episode.
1: Yeah. So now let's delve into some first and fun facts. Alrighty. So for the first, this is the first Pinky and the Brain episode to air on the primetime schedule. Right. And most of the season one episodes aired on the primetime schedule on Sunday nights however because they were doing so well in the ratings because they were going up against 60 minutes season two onwards the pinky and the brain cartoons aired on the kids wb right yeah so because this is more primetime like this episode definitely feels more adult compared to like the rest of the series
0: it does it's kind of a um I mean, there's adult jokes too in the earlier episodes in Animaniacs uh, and the Pinky and the Brain segments there, but uh, they start to dive a little more into it when it gets its own series.
1: Yeah. And this is also the first episode to have its title uh, parody the classic John Steinbeck novel of Mice and Men. Yep. Which was bound to happen. (laughs) I think it was only inevitable they would parody that title. Exactly. Exactly. Because the first ep- uh, Pinky and the Brain cartoon from the Animaniacs reboot was actually titled "Of Mice and Memes." Right, so they do it again in the uh, reboot. Yeah. Yep. Uh, this is also the first Pinky and the Brain episode to feature a Christopher Walken character, character yep. <laughs> who is voiced yep. <laughs> by Jeff Bennett. <laughs> um, he would also make a lot of uh, later appearances in the spinoff, uh, such as in such episodes as the Pinky Protocol. And more famously, the megalomaniacal adventures of Brainy the Pooh, as he's in the the role (laughs) of Christopher Robin. (laughs) Yeah. Hello, Christopher.
3: Hello, Pinklet. Brainy, let me confess something. I tell you this because as a megalomaniacal genius, I think you'll understand well actually we have to get some honey from it sometimes when i'm riding my bike around dusk and i see the two rotating reflectors of another bike coming towards me i have this sudden impulse to swerve into this oncoming bike
1: and this caricature would later become one of the antagonists of pinky elmira in the brain yep goes by wally faust who is like part of this like underground like secret society for like villainous people who's planning on world domination but he's like trying to like dispatch the mice because they've like braised a bit closer to world domination than they ever have <laughs> yep which is honestly kind of funny you know, It is kind of
0: an interesting premise honestly i kind of wish i wish they'd gone with that <laughs> Me too. i wish that <laughs> I had wonder. been like the main storyline i mean it would have been a lot more interesting than what they did do with
1: it mm-hmm Yep, and he was first seen in the episode 5b, the man from Washington.
2: Who do you work for? What do you want with us? I belong
3: to the Circle, a secret government organization. Our goal is world domination. You will be tricked into working for us, then eliminated. Clock like a chicken!
2: Baka! <laughs> Stop it, you five-year-old. Listen carefully. Your mission was a failure. You were misled. We were nowhere to be found. Do you understand?
1: And I know that we mentioned this during our review of Brain Meets Brawn, but an additional fact to this is um, the episode's writer, Peter Hastings, would later go on to direct the Country Bears movie, and it starred Christopher Walken as the uh, villain of the film. In yep. another instance where he antagonizes a bunch of anthropomorphic animals.
3: <laughs> Sweet, That's some kid, you jerked me those years back. You hit me with a chair.
2: Since that day, I'm plotting my revenge. the day I destroy the place that brought me misery well. That day is tonight.
0: I forgot he was in that
2: film.
1: Yeah, he's only in it for seven minutes and he's
0: top billing. <laughs> the first thing I ever remember seeing him in was Mouse Hunt. I don't know if anybody remembers that movie, but it's one of my favorite films. And he's in an attack... An antagonist to the mouse, anyway, in that film. So, uh, yeah, it's, there's a couple instances where he's been an antagonist to mice characters. <laughs> Wait, now, is Mouse Hunt, like, a live-action movie from the 90s? It's a lot. Li- yeah, it's a kind of a dark comedy film, and it came out in, let's see, in 1997. Okay. <laughs> but, yes, Christopher Walken plays a exterminator in that film. And there's, like, basically the premise is, like, there's two brothers are trying to get this little mouse out of their house that's just, like, terrorizing them, and one, uh, one of the things they do to try to get him out is to hire this exterminator, and the exterminator is played by Christopher Walken, and uh, the, the mouse bests him, he's, he cannot get the best of the mouse,
1: the mouse is just too smart. <laughs> Another instance where he's bested by a mouse. Yep, he can't escape. Yep, that's part of his resume. Just antagonizing <laughs> and being bested by anthropomorphic animals. Or just animals in general. Yeah.
0: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, nuts. Uh, let's see, two more firsts. Uh, this is the first episode in which mice are separate in which the mice are separated actually for a decent portion of the episode. There are a good number of episodes in the spin-off in which the mice are apart for part of the runtime but are later reunited, uh, which include um, in season one that includes snowball, uh, the third Mouse. In season three, uh, some episodes that include this are this old mouse, which is one of my favorites, Broadway Malady, which is a great one. Uh, And a Pinky and the Brain Halloween. Which is, like, one of my favorites. Like, absolute favorites. That's a really good one, too. Um, And the Animaniacs reboot, uh, this also happens in Run Pinky Run, Mouse Congeniality, uh, and Narf of a Troubled Water. Uh, So those three also have the mice apart for part of the episode. This is also the first episode to feature an Animaniacs cameo. Uh, You can see the good feathers perched on the Statue of Justice outside the courthouse, and later in the show, uh, Dot would make a couple of cameos as well. Uh, she appears in the third mouse for a brief couple of seconds. And she also appears in Pincaso. Um And in the series finale of the spinoff, uh, which is called Star Warners, uh, that includes most of the Animaniacs cast alongside the mice. Uh, and it's like a half hour Star Wars spoof. So it's kind of like a... They did two finales. They did one for Animaniacs, and they did one for Pinky and the Brain. Um, yeah. Which honestly
1: kind of, like, operates more as an Animaniacs
0: episode than yeah, a Pinky and the Brain of, episode. It was kind of a weird choice. Like, I kind of considered, like, it is technically the last episode of the Pinky and the Brain spinoff from the 90s, but I kind of considered the Pinky and the Brain reunion the last episode, just because of the way it ends, and it's mm. tying everything together, so that's more of a send-off for those two characters, whereas Star Warners is, like, yeah, it encompasses, like, the whole Animaniacs cast, so. Yeah,
1: like, I can definitely see the reunion special being more of a send-off, and I'd also argue that Brainwashed feels more like a finale, because it has, right. like, those finale vibes where it's a three-parter, you have, like, this, like, large story of, like, the mice trying to save the world, Right, it, You have, like, send-offs to, like, you know, Snowball, and even, like, the mice get, like, sort of a send-off as well, as we see, like, a new Acme Labs at the end of that one.
0: Yeah, it does also, yeah, I feel like a send-off, because it's basically a movie, you know, yeah. cut into three parts, but it technically is a Pinky and the Brain movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, and that's also in the last season, so you have that, and then I think you have, I think you have, like, Hickory Dickory like in oh yeah the james pawn parody yeah you have the yeah to rush up with lab wise and then i think you have the reunion special and then it's star warner's i think is like the very last one mm-hmm. something like that
1: yeah there's like there were only like seven episodes produced for that season four
0: yeah it wasn't very many mm-hmm. yeah part of that like half of that is like the two-parter
1: <laughs> yeah it's like that the two-parter, you have like the three-parter, two... sorry. <laughs> yeah, the three-parter, you have like a couple half hours, you got like two other, you know, 11-minute segments cuz you also had like the Tall Tale parody and you have like another Brain Origin story as well. Oh, you have Project Brain, which was one of the weirdest th-
0: freaking things. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that was like a... kills canon. I'm like what are you... I don't know why they did that.
1: Yeah, that that, that like I liked into like aspects of it, but I think overall it is kind of weird. It is a little, like, I like the idea of, like,
0: showing more of his origin story, but, like, they, it's like they couldn't settle on one origin story. He has, like, three.
1: He has more origin stories than you can count. Yeah, he's got, like, three or four by this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, but, anywho, let's delve into the fun facts. Okie doke. Yeah, so the human suit makes a return, and both mice operate at this time, which is nice. Yeah, they do. And additionally, um, the mechanical suit version of the Pinky and the Brain theme makes a comeback because we first see that theme used in uh, the first Pinky and the Brain cartoon, When Big. Right, you do. Where Brain uses the human suit to compete in the Jeopardy parody. Yep. (laughs) And I, I should have mentioned this earlier, but, like, uh, since I was, like, we were on the sub-topic uh, of one Big, um, I do have to address that, like, the word, like, jip and jip parody is actually an offensive term. Really? Yeah, it was against, like, the Romney community, since, like, the word jip means to, like, swindle or rip off, oh, which kind of stems into, like, negative stereotypes. Well, it means jip
0: here, too. Well, I mean, we use the term jip, yeah, to, like, to, yeah, swindle or rip off, but- I didn't know that it was an offensive term against the Romani community. That's mm-hmm. interesting. I did not know that.
1: Yeah, I, I I hadn't like realized that until recently, so that's why I wanted to bring it up, too. Yeah, I don't hear the word used
0: as much now as I used to in the past, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I did not know that.
1: And uh, moving on, there are a couple of uh, celebrity guest voices in this episode. Yep. So Jeffrey Tambor did the voice of Beetle Fiera, which is a weird name. <laughs> Beetle? It's probably a reference to something,
0: and I don't know what. <laughs>
1: yeah, it, it has to be. And, um, yeah, he's he's a famous actor. Um, probably one of his more notable works is um, his role as George Booth Senior in the sitcom Arrested Development. Okay. Yeah. And I do find it weird that, like, his character mentions, like, sexual harassment at the workplace, where in real life, Tambor was... Um, accused of so- sexual harassment and misconduct <laughs> in real life when he worked on such shows as Transparent, so. It was foreshadowing. <laughs> it, it was foreshadowing, <laughs> I guess. I don't know, it, it's messy. Yeah. The other celebrity guest that was featured in this cartoon was uh, Gail Mathias, who played Gina, the lustful co-worker. Hmm. And Mathias was a, me- was a member of Saturday Night Live during its low period in the early 1980s and she did a lot of voice acting work throughout the 90s on shows like Animaniacs, Bobby's World, and and The Tick. Hmm. Interesting. Mm -hmm. And the courtroom scene um, features a couple of references to the infamous O.J. Simpson (laughs) trial, which took place the year before 1994. So the judge is a caricature of Judge Lance Ito, who oversaw the Simpson trial, and Pinky remarks that Braid's court case wasn't featured on court TV, (laughs) <laughs> Which had aired The Simpson trial on television. I remember when that
0: trial was taking place. I was five years old, and I, <laughs> I distinctly remember I was in my living in the living room of my parents' house, and my mom was watching it. and she was trying to help me with my homework at the same time. Oh, but she was so engrossed in <laughs> in what was happening on the TV that like she was trying to like divvy her time between that and me. And as a kid, I was like, what is so interesting about a bunch of people just sitting in seats talking? But now, <laughs> I wish I had been old enough to appreciate what the heck was going on at the time. Because, like, I look back on it now and, like, as a kid, I thought it was the most boring thing in the world. But mm. <laughs> I had no idea, like, the significance of the trial at the time.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't have either because I would have been two years old. Yeah, when... you're even younger than me then. Yeah, when that trial took place. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, the background art used for the courtroom scenes were recycled, uh, background art from the Animaniacs season one cartoon, La La La, in which the <laughs> Warners act as Dr. Scratch and Sniff's, uh, lawyers.
3: Do you swear? Yes. Well, no, you shouldn't. It's not nice.
0: I thought that background looked familiar.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, it saves money. Yep, you're recycling assets so, you know, whatever's yep. more cost-effective. Exactly. <laughs> I think I saw like one of the cha- like the background characters in the um like the people sitting there. She looks like the um the like one of the people that was featured in that episode. I think they just switched like, you know, <laughs> skin color and hair color. Again, save's money, time and money. Yep, you got to use those uh, model sheets. Yep. <laughs>
0: There's a few more uh, fun facts here. There's more pop culture references, as to be expected. Uh, Brain mentions Gerald Ford, uh, that Gerald Ford would pardon him when he takes over the world. Gerald Ford was the 30th president of the United States, taking office from August 9th, 1974, to January 20th, 1977. And he infamously pardoned the previous president, uh, Richard Nixon, for the Watergate scandal and other federal crimes he committed during his time in office. So... Pretty famous reference there. Uh, the punks that confront Brain in the subway call him Gallagher, which is a reference to the prop comedian who famously smashed fruits with a sledgehammer, <laughs> um, and who was mentioned uh, in Bobo uh, Bob Brain as well.
1: Yeah, Brain was like, "I enjoy beef jerky and the comedy stylings of Gallagher." Yeah, and he cringes <laughs> when he says that, which yeah, is funny. he does. <laughs> a southern dialect.
2: Check, y'all.
1: Nice brain. Working class values.
2: I enjoy beef jerky and the comedy stylings of Gallagher.
0: Check. Um, American Gladiators was mentioned, and this was a popular competition show that aired from 1989 to 1996, in which amateur athletes are pitted against each other in contests of strength and agility. And the show was given a revival, actually, in 2008.
1: Yeah, and I do have to mention... um... I keep mentioning this YouTuber a lot, but Scott Kramer did a video. Oh, he's great! He's great! I love his work. <laughs> he like made a comparison between the old American Gladiators and the new American Gladiators, <laughs> and you see like the production qu- um, quality of both shows because like the old like American Gladiators is like operating on a shoestring budget, while like the 2008 <laughs> one is like you know high octane like sensory overload with like the effects and stuff. That's funny. Is this one of his older episodes? When um, did he release that one? He released it, I
0: think he released it at some point this year, so... Okay, I don't think I saw that one, but I'm gonna have to check it out if I yeah, remember. Yeah, no,
1: <laughs> it's funny. It's, like, it's... It's it's humorous to see, like, what, like, t- shows, like, passed as, like, proper entertainment <laughs> at the time. His stuff is fun. Did you watch the one where uh, he was talking
0: about that, like, Serial park? Oh, was I've been in the mall. I've been meaning to
1: watch that.
0: I thought was interesting.
1: <laughs> I've been meaning to watch that because, um, like, it was on one of the thumbnails, and I'm like, "Oh wow, this looks interesting." Yeah, you should check that one out. I will. I'm going to check that out um, after recording. Although I did check out his most recent video, which is about like town fairs. Oh, that was, fun. that yeah, was so I, sweet. And that was like, so sweet. Yeah, I
0: just watched that with my husband. It was a really sweet episode.
1: Yeah, it was very sweet and very funny. You gotta like, <laughs> you gotta run those five Ks. Yeah. And the pancake jamborees. Yeah. Which is like it reminded me of um Doss Mouse, where it's like the pancake
0: yeah. Jamborees. Uh, I was thinking the same thing when he mentioned the pancakes, and I was like, oh, like Doss Mouse.
1: <laughs> Brain should do like attend more town fairs. Yeah. He's like host <laughs> pancake jamborees at the local town fair. I don't have they done a town fair episode? I don't think they have No, they did. They did. Well oh, Brain Acres. El- Oh, I, that counts, that counts. He's saying yes. a whole song about the county
2: fair. Now come, we're off to the county fair. This county fair is a pretty fair fair. If you go, then you will be there.
3: What?
0: There's that, and I guess that episode in Elmira counts. The one where there's like a town parade and they're in it. Yeah, the the meat one. The meat one, yeah. That one counts too, I guess. Yeah, that one counts, unfortunately. Unfortunately. (laughs) That was a very weird episode. (laughs) Very strange vibes. yeah. They should do another town. Well, I guess, unfortunately as well, I guess that other Amira episode also Oh, yeah, the, the, the teleportation one. The, the teleport, the worst one ever. The, the worst one where they're, like, it's conjoined. It's so It's, uh... That was, was
1: like so a incredible. carnival. That was more of a carnival, but... It was
0: a carnival, but it was, like, a town. It was, like, in town, right? Like they, Yeah. It was, it was nearby, but, yeah, that was... Hmm, that was not a pleasant
1: episode. That was <laughs> awful. But if you want to watch good county fair episode. Watch Brain Acres, please. Brain Acres is so, like, I don't know if I
0: want to say underrated, but I think it's an overlooked episode. It's so great. It's, like, in my top five. It's, yeah, like, I love that episode. Like, no one, like, talks about
1: that one very much, but Please give it a, a watch. It's, it's a like, really good one. It's a fun, like, goofy episode that parodies, like, Green Acres, but also it's a musical. It's a musical, and I think Wang animates in Yeah, that Wang one, animated so. that one. That episode also won an Annie for, um, I think it was Storyboard. I think, did yeah, it really? Barry Caldwell won an Annie for that episode. Really? I didn't yeah. know that.
0: He got all the good stuff. Yeah, he did all the good stuff. <laughs> he got all the good stuff. <laughs> Yeah, that episode comes in season three, I yep, think. Season three. Yeah, so it's a little down the line, but it's it's a really good one. Anyway, I got off topic. I'm
1: sorry. That's okay. We were uh the next one, the Fermi-Dirac distribution.
0: Yeah, so the Fermi-Dirac distribution is a nod to Fermi-Dirac statistics, which is a type of quantum statistics that reply that applies to the physics of a system consisting of many non-interacting identical particles, that obey the Pauli exclusion principle, and it is named after Enrico Fermi and Paul Dirac, each of whom derived the, s- the distribution independently in 1926, although Fermi derived it before Dirac. Interesting. I think I've yep. actually heard of Enrico Fermi. <laughs> oh, cool! Sounds familiar anyway, that name. So yeah. I like how they-, they apply like actual
1: like science and statistics. I appreciate that. I wish they'd done it more often, honestly. I mean they do it every now and again, but once like in a while wasn't a while, but I appreciate the effort same there is a goop in this episode, <laughs>
0: uh and that's the um Wang is for some reason credited for the animation, but it's not Wang it's acom like yep. once you get used to the animation styles of the of each studio you can you can pretty much tell who's who. Yeah, um, and they accidentally credited Wang here, but it's that's not Wang.
1: <laughs> no, Wang would be like more like the eyes would be rounder. Like it would, it's yeah. more rounder and like cuter. They gave Brain a more babyish
0: look over time, and I mean, if you compare how the characters look in dos Mouse that we just reviewed to this one, you can see the stylistic differences between them and Acom, between Acom and Ruff. Uh, rough draft in between other studios in TMS In TMS ACOM has a very um I want to say inconsistent
1: <laughs> yeah they're uh, they're inconsistent yeah. I mean you have, like you can tell that they they're starting to improve around this time over time they get like there's some episodes where they do a little bit
0: better like I thought they actually did all right for snowball but yeah like their style is a little more inconsistent you'll have the characters kind of like um They'll go off-model. I mean, all of the, they all go off-model. Yeah. But uh, they kind of have a difficult time keeping the characters, like, uh, certain heights. So you'll see height differences. Like, you'll see those change. Mm-hmm. The way the characters are drawn sometimes changes episode to episode or even within an episode. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll change depending on who's animating the character.
1: Yeah, because I could say, um, like, the scenes where, like, the mice are in the lab and the cage are vastly different from, like, when Brain's in the office or when they're in the courtroom. Right, so
0: you can tell that, like, oh, it switched to someone else who was doing the characters. So, yeah. And the last fun fact, uh, Brain's word of the episode is ultra-crepidarianism, which means giving opinions outside of one's knowledge. (laughs) Oh, I like that. Me too. Okay, so I guess we go on to thoughts about the episode, and uh, why, don't you, why don't you take it away?
1: Will do. Yeah, I really enjoyed this one. It's it's such a funny episode. Um, it is pretty funny. <laughs> um, I think the premise of brain working at an office job is just so hilarious, and I think it's ex- executed pretty well. It is. And, I mean, throwing a relatable story here, years ago, I actually worked at, like, an office job like this through a temp agency. Ooh. So, like, I worked at, like, a cubicle, like, in an office, like, outside of Boston for, like, six months. So you got experience. I got experience. (laughs) So, like, I had my own cubicle and I had to, like, decorate it, decorate my desk with, like, my figures (laughs) and everything. Nice. Like, I remember bringing in, like... A figure of Jake the dog, like a Funko <laughs> Pop of him, and like two little tiny Funko Pops of Woody the Pooh and Tigger on my desk, Aww. just to like spruce it up a bit, give it some personality. Did you put some Pinky and the Brain stuff in there? No, this was long. This was long before. Well, um, this is this was pre pre yeah. obsession for. <laughs> this was like pre like falling in love with these characters again. Okay, okay, gotcha. Yeah, because this was back in like I worked from like August of 2015 to. February of 2016. Okay, because you didn't get into
0: Pinky and the Brain until 2019 or 2020? Really. Yeah, like, you
1: know, mid-2020, I was like, the, I fell in love again. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, I, I always loved those characters, but this was like, I revisited I'm like, dang, this is, like, awesome. Yep, same here. But, um, but yeah. And yeah, like the, like, the whole office culture was portrayed pretty, like, somewhat accurately i guess like it, they make fun of it a lot like the bosses try like schmooze their employees while still maintaining authority and like some of the interactions along your coworkers like the like the guy with the glasses like yeah we should play tennis sometime like <laughs> i've had like coworkers like that like yep same they would get like all friendly and stuff oh my gosh i this is giving me like a um <laughs> flashbacks <you> know, <laughs> flashbacks but um yeah cuz like one time like this guy was, like, asking me for, like, television shows to recommend. I'm like, oh, watch Gravity Falls. That's a and good one to recommend. That's a good one. And then, like, he was like, yo, I'm watching Gravity Falls. Like, the Weird Riggedon arc is amazing. Thank you for recommending <laughs> that
0: to me. That's awesome. I love it when you recommend something to somebody. They check it out and they end up loving it just as much.
1: Yeah. Because I remember I was working there when the finale hit. And then he's, like, came up to me. as like, the show, like, finale was amazing. And I'm like, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I'm glad he liked it. Me too, because I'm like <laughs> usually when it comes to like to these things, I'm like, okay, is this gonna like hit with a person or not? And I'm like, you know, I just recommend whatever. It's such a good show though. <laughs> it's it a, is good such a good one show. to recommend. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's it's a classic show. It is. But um yeah, and then I remember like the same time, like we would have monthly office parties where like people would bring like, you know, alcoholic beverages in. Like we had like one guy with like a blender, he would <laughs> mix drinks. Oh, gosh. It's like, oh, it's like an end-of-the-month end of party of, like, oh, okay. Yep. So, yeah. <laughs> so it kind of, like, captures some of that vibes of, like, working a 9-to-5 job at the office. Yeah. It did a I, good job of that. Yeah. Um, I really appreciate how adult this episode is. <laughs> yeah, I
0: do, too. Like, there's actually a few jokes in here that get kind of kind of risque.
1: Yeah, very, very racy. Especially compared to, like, some of the older, like, Pinky the Brain cartoons from the original Animaniacs, because occasionally you get, like, a remark from Brain or something or, like, a joke that would go over the kids' heads. But I think this episode, like, especially the premise of, like, Brain getting an office job and then trying to obtain money by suing the company via a staged workplace accident, (laughs) like, that seems, like, more adult in, like, tone. It is. It's not something that, like, a kid would appreciate as much.
0: Like, Mm -hmm. I'm sure they would still find... You know, some of the more physical comedy, pretty
1: humorous. But they would, yeah. This, yeah. No, go ahead. <laughs> I was also going to say like a lot of like Pinky's antics too. Lightens those, up the episode. Yeah.
0: yeah, they would like connect more
1: with those. But
0: overall though, like the premise of the episode and some of the jokes are definitely more adult focused.
1: Yeah. And even like a lot more the like, adult topics, like Brain see- being seen as a diversity hire because he's quote yeah. unquote a minority person. Yeah. <laughs> and i'm just like yeah yep. and um and then the episode also addresses sexual harassment in the workplace which is i found interesting yeah because it's like you have like that one quip of it and then like you have an instance of brain like being caught in that situation where like right his work like co-worker is hitting on him <laughs> and, and then then he kind of like,
0: thinks he's getting in
1: trouble you know For <laughs> yeah and then like yeah. when the boss like brushes it aside, he's like yeah 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 whatever it's like Kind of, like, shows, like, sort of that hypocrisy, I guess, of, like, you know. Yeah. Here's, like, sexual harassment. It's, like, oh, you know, that's trivial matters. Like, this is more important. So, like, I felt like. Unfortunately,
0: that's how it is sometimes.
1: Yeah, it's, like, dropping some truth bombs, unfortunately. Yep. yep. And, yeah, there's that one scene where, like, the, um, Fiero, like, he's bribing the doctor with, like, women's lingerie. Yeah, with the panties. <laughs> like, with, like, you know, he's, <laughs> like, you have this, like. Like, Victoria's Secret Lingerie is like, I won't tell anybody. <laughs> and I'm still, like, trying to figure out, like, what angle of that joke is, because,
0: like... That was a joke that I would see occasionally, like, maybe more so in the past than now. Mm-hmm. Uh, where, like, you know, a guy would be bride with women's underwear, and that would be considered... <laughs> yeah. You know, considered a trade-off. Uh, so, but I don't really see that joke as much anymore. I think it was maybe more popular back then. But
1: but yeah, that was a pretty adult joke. <laughs> yeah, it was very adult. I don't know if that was like a kink of his or something. It's it's kind of a... You know, I don't know
0: if I should explain it. <laughs> you want I to? Should, I'll keep it PG. <laughs> I'll keep it PG. It basically is a kink, kind of, though, mm-hmm. if you want to see it that way. <laughs> Leave it up to your imagination.
1: <laughs> I, I guess. Yeah. Like, the scenes at the office were very funny. Like, the courtroom scene was also very entertaining. It was. The courtroom scene was pretty good. Yeah, like, Christopher Walken, like, the caricature was very funny. And Brain having to contend with the guy was also equally amusing. Because you have, like, this sort of, like, battle of wits, sort of. Where it's, like, yeah, kind of. You know... So was interesting to see, like, Brain going off against another, like, human, like, antagonist. And he's trying to, like, play stupid, but he just can't do it. Yeah, it's like, he's trying to, like, you know, be a simpleton, but he just, you know, he's too egotistical. He's like, he prides himself on his intelligence, and he's like, no. Yeah, he's too prideful. Yeah, although I will say, like, if Of Mouse and Man had aired, like, today, or at least, like, in, like, the recent, like, year or so, I'm willing to bet that the Christopher Walken caricature would have been, like, a Saul Goodman parody. Yeah, it would have been something different. It would have been, like, you know, a Bob Odenkirk impersonator or something, (laughs) or a caricature of him, just to, like, riff off of, like, the success of Breaking Bad or uh, Better Call Saul. Yeah, probably. They,
0: yeah, they wouldn't have done Walken these days. Don't think so, anyway.
1: Yeah, I mean, even though, like, the Christopher Walken way of speech, like, impressions are pretty funny. (laughs)
0: Like, you still see that once in a while. Like, I'll still see people joke about that, but... Not as much as back then,
1: yeah. I think the '90s were like the highlight of Walking Impressions or Walking yeah. Mania. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: And I also thought like the human characters were interesting because it's like they have their own quirks that made them amusing. Yeah,
0: they were better. I think in this episode, like the human characters are very hit and miss uh, throughout the series. I mean, obviously the focus is the mice, so that's who we're gonna be. That's who we're gonna be keeping our eyes on. But once in a while, you'd actually get an entertaining human character.
1: Yeah, and um, also, um, even though Pinky's not, like, the main focus of the episode, I still think that he has a lot of great laughs, too. He does. Like, him kissing himself in the mirror, like, or just embracing his role as a housewife when Brain comes home from work, and him, like, operating the mechanical suit was hilarious. Crashing through stuff. (laughs) And rescuing Brain from facing the legal consequences of a scheme. Yeah, and then obviously, Brain has some very great moments too. Like a lot of great sarcastic deliveries, like him operating the suit when it's like he's beating up those thugs on the subway, or like playing tennis. Yep. <laughs> and like him, like the job interview scene was also very funny with him. It was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> and like him having to like lie to get the job. Yep. Yeah. So like both characters are pretty much on point in this one. Um, other little moments that I enjoyed um were the scene where Pinky says that they need a well-prepared mouse and Brain being like I am that mouse and Pinky congratulating him. <laughs> yeah, that was cute. <laughs> the whole like Gallagher exchange on the subway, um the that little, was pretty good. <laughs> the little sheepish <laughs> smile that Brain gives where like he's like is that job lucrative and then the beetle fear was like oh you tell me as he's like opened up the cash drawer and then Brain's just like smiling he's like And, um, the scene where, like, they're in the lab and, like, Brain's, like, writing on his blueprint and he's, like, tapping the eraser on his lip and he even, like, flips the pencil around. He's, like, you know, (laughs) very confident in his plan. I thought that was really
0: cute. I love little little moments like that, even if they're just, like, a couple seconds. It adds something to the character's personality and I appreciate that.
1: Yeah. I also really liked, um, Pinky's, um... reaction where he's, like, he's helping and he's, like, oh, he's, like, his first reaction is to hug Brain. He's, like, so excited about it. He's, like, I get to help. And then, like, he's, like, you know, (laughs) walking backwards and then he falls off the table. He's, like, aye, aye, Brain, before, like, crashing (laughs) on the floor. So cute. Yeah, and then, of course, Pinky tending to Brain's wounds is also very adorable. Yeah, I like that, too. Yeah, so there's, like, a lot of great character moments in that one, too, so... Yeah, overall, I thought of Mouse and Man is just an overall great episode.
0: It's pretty fun. I noticed you have a little comment regarding the animation, too. Did you want to talk
1: about that also? or? Um, yeah, you know, I thought, like, Acom's animation was, you know, they're not my favorite studio, but I feel like at this point, they're, like, starting to improve a little bit. Yeah. Like, it seems like we're all, like, we're brains at the office or, like, during the courtroom scene. Things like that, I can definitely tell, like, they're trying to, like, improve their craft, so I right. appreciate that at least.
0: He's not exactly the easiest character to draw in regards to Brain at least. Both of them are kind of challenging in their own way, mm-hmm. so I don't blame studios for kind of struggling with the, <laughs> with those characters a little bit, but yeah, everyone, every studio kind of had their own way of handling it.
1: Yeah, so what'd you think of this one, Pluto.
0: I liked it. Um, I thought it was a very fun episode. It kind of tends to fly over my radar. It's one of those episodes that I, like, kind of like DOS Mouse, I guess, where, like, I'll forget about it, that it exists, but if someone brings it up, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that. I liked it. It's just not <laughs> as talked about as some of the other episodes, but sometimes I kind of think that works in an episode's favor because if you, like, forget some of the jokes or whatnot, like I did here, you come back to it later and it kind of feels like watching it for the first time all over again. So there's, yeah, there's some good, uh, there's some good jokes in here. I really liked the setup. I thought it was actually really funny of Brain, like, purposely setting up a scheme in order to sue the company
1: and get the money out of that. Oh, I also love, like, just how, like, he goes about staging the accident where he's yeah, just, it's like. Just so half-hearted. It's like, he's <laughs> just, like, you know, shouts very pathetically. He's like, help! I'm stuck in a workplace uh, out the job accident. I need $1,614,000 yeah. in compensation.
0: He's very to the point. I'll give him that. He's very direct, <laughs> so yeah. Credit where credit is due. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Like You pretty much took the words out of my mouth. I don't really have much else to add, except that it's a very funny episode. It's worth a watch. I also appreciate that it has some more adult jokes in it. I love that balance of, uh, they have some stuff for the adults and the kids to appreciate, but uh, Pinky and the Brain is, in general, the series is definitely more, is aimed at an older audience. Uh, Animaniacs is kind of like, has more uh, slapstick humor and whatnot that the kids can appreciate. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas Pinky and the Brain is kind of more, yeah, kind of more adult-centered. So yeah. It's the kind of thing where you watch it later, as you get older, you appreciate it more.
1: Yeah, it has sort of that low-energy vibe where it's, like, it's a bit more grounded compared to, like, say, The Warners or Slappy Squirrel, but the humor is a lot more dialogue-based and a lot more based on, like, the plans themselves and how they execute them. Right,
0: but I and of course like they, that, though.
1: Me too, I love that a lot, actually, and I think I, I appreciate that type of humor where it's more, like, it's more, like, intelligently goofy.
0: Right, I like that, too. Uh, yeah, it kind of has, like, yeah... Like, intelligent humor mixed with the goofy humor. And I like it when an episode kind of takes this time, too, and doesn't, like, rush through it. Like, you don't have to have a slapstick or action happening all the time. Mm-hmm. It's kind of fun to just have some little, you know, dialogue jokes and stuff like this.
1: Or just general banter between the characters where it's, like, back yeah. and forth. Where it's, like, oh, yeah,
0: just some fun character moments. So, and this does that. Like, I kind of felt like it had a bit of a slower pace to it. That's Mouse kind of does too, but I appreciate that when they they kind of pace it out. And oh man, I would love to have some more half-hour Pinky and the Brain episodes where they could take their time with it a little bit more.
1: Same, I I, yeah. I would love to see more of that because I feel like this is where they're starting to like become more comfortable with the half hours. I think so, yeah. Because
0: like we still definitely get those episodes in this series uh, where you get two or three episodes, you know, in a half hour. But uh, there's also a lot of them that are a good 24, you know, minutes or more, uh, where it really kind of stews on a plan and could take its time. And, uh, you know, definitely is for the benefit of the episode sometimes. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't really have anything else to add. (laughs) You kind of took the words out of my mouth. (laughs) It's all good. I love hearing
1: your thoughts. Yeah, I I also like hearing your thoughts, too. So, (laughs) thanks. Yeah, but now let's delve into some Nerf ratings. Alrighty.
3: The pinky, the pinky, and the brain, 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 brain. brain. Narf.
1: So I am going to give of Mouse and Man nine point five Nerfs out of ten, <laughs> and I'm going to give it seven out of ten. Not giving it a bad
0: rating. It's just, I still very much enjoy it. Uh, but yeah, seven Nerfs out of ten.
1: I, I, I thought it was like you know there's some like couple of like dated stuff like it's still like a, a very fun and watchable episode. Yeah, it's like I put it at seven because it's
0: not my favorite favorite. It's not one that I tend to rewatch very often. But when I do rewatch it, it's enjoyable and I have a, I still have a good time.
1: Yeah, I mean I maybe I don't know if I'm giving it too high of a rating, but I just I found like a lot of like it's funny. It's like it's got good pacing. I love how it took advantage of the premise and everything, and yeah, a lot yeah, of great jokes.
0: Yeah, I don't think you're giving it too high of a rating at all. It's like, if you enjoyed it that much, then give it a high rating.
1: So uh, now let's uh, delve into the, the <coughs> word of the day. My One of my favorite parts of the whole thing. <laughs> Yay! Yeah. What do we have today? So today's word is importunate. Importunate. Yep, it's an adjective, and it means troublesomely urgent. Overly persistent in request or demand. <laughs> so, today's <Probably> sentence. <laughs> <green>. <laughs> yeah, speaking of which. Yeah. Um, the sentence I've conjured up to- for today is overwhelmed by Brain's importunate desire for a large financial compensation for the on the job accident, Fiero decides to fight the mouse in court with the aid of the Christopher Locken lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> Me too. That's good. Yeah. And now let's bring it on home and talk about our contact information and social media plug. Hook it up. Oh wait, no, before before oh. that. Um actually, uh one more quick announcement. Um Oh, what we miss. So on the I recently did um on Twitter there's a lot of people posting up like brackets, like it's sort of like a March Madness of like things like favorite characters or what what have you. Right, but I did one for like best pinky in the brain episode. Oh, I saw that.
0: I feel bad because like I didn't notice you were doing it until like close to the end of the of the votes. And the only reason I knew about it is because my husband uh, had been voting Aww. <laughs> in it, and so he showed me, and I was like, oh, I didn't even know she was doing this because like I haven't been on social media much at all. So I kind of missed most of it, but I did vote on like. I think it was like the second to last. I, did you finish it or is it still Yeah, going? I finished it. Um, okay, what one, because like I didn't see who
1: won. <laughs> a Pinky and the Bright Christmas won. Okay, that's what I thought. It's just too popular. It's too popular. It's a fan favorite. And honestly, it deserves a win. It,
0: yeah, I mean, I voted for it too. It's just, it's kind of funny. Like there's a lot of other episodes where I actually like the episode as a whole, more than Pinky and the Brain Christmas, but the problem is that those last five minutes of Pinky and the Brain Christmas means so much to me that it just wins out over everything else.
1: So. Yeah, exactly. I, I actually think a Pinky and the Brain Halloween is actually my favorite of, like, the half hours, just because... That is a really good one. Yeah. Just because I love, like, the emotional stakes and everything. Right. Yeah, but I can, like, tell you, like, the semi semi-finalists just yeah, to sure. give, like, a general um, sense, because... I've put in, like, a lot of, um, like, episodes from, like, the original, like, such as, like, brain, wind big, when mice rule the earth, yes, always, and, like, episodes from the reboot, like, future brain, happy nerf day, run pinky run, plate of hand, and also, like, a lot of episodes from the spinoff as well.
0: Yeah, I like that you did a half and half, so, like, putting the old against the new to see, like, what's preferred.
1: So, like, for the quarter-finalists, I had episodes like Future Brain, Happy Narf Day, How Two Brain Takes Over the World, and Narf Over Troubled Water, Going Up Against the Christmas Episode, It's Only a Paper World, The Brainwash Trilogy, and A Pinky in the Brain Halloween. Nice. Yeah, and, it's,
0: uh... And ahead,
1: the two finalists were, um, alongside that Christmas episode was Narf Over Troubled Water, which was, you know, again, a pretty popular episode among uh, Animaniacs fans, so...
0: Yeah, it's like some of them, you know, they were pitted up against each other. It's kind of hard to choose because, like, a lot of those episodes, they all have something good about them. Yeah. So it's like, well, how do you choose between two? And ultimately, it just comes down to personal preference. But it's like North Over Troubled Waters" is a a good episode. Uh, So, and there's a lot of sweet moments in that. So it's like, okay, well, how do you choose, you know, which one? But, but yeah, I ultimately voted for for the Christmas one. (laughs) I just like it too much
1: yeah no it's it's definitely a classic for a reason it is probably the most famous episode oh yeah and now let's uh bring it on home and talk about our contact information and social media plug cool yep so you can email us to thepointcast at gmail.com that's t-h-e-p-o-i-t-c-a-s-t at gmail.com and we'd be more than happy to read aloud what you have to write in so long as it's respectful And you can also find us on uh, Twitter. Our handle is at PointCast and on Tumblr, .tumblr pointcast.tumblr.com. And you can also find us individually on the internet. You can find me on Twitter uh, at MJ it's uh, MJ underscore H-E-R-L-I-H-Y. On Tumblr, you can find me at Straws, which is spelled P-I-N-E-S hyphen T-R-O-Z. And if you want to read my fanfiction, you can find my works on Archive of Our Own under my username, Congressman Mabel, all one word and all lowercase. And I'm currently on
0: hiatus still uh, from social media, but you can see my backlog of artistic works on Tumblr at PlutoArt. That's P-L-U-T-O-A-R-T. If you like my artistic works or if you like fanfiction, I also have uh, stories on AO3 and fanfiction.net under the username Michiki. That's M-I-T-C-H-E-K-I-E,
1: Michiki. Yeah, so thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the PoiCast. And next time, we're going to discuss episode three's uh, Tokyo Grows, That Smarts, and Brainstem. Ooh, there's one in there that's kind
0: of special to me. Yeah,
1: there's two of them that are special
0: yeah this, that's a fun trio of episodes there. i like I like this next one coming up, but yeah, a, me too. It's a really interesting batch of episodes. It is, but bra- um that smarts kind of has a special place in my heart, but we'll get to that next time. <laughs> yeah,
1: I have the same sentiments towards brainstem. Aw, nice. yeah. So, but for now, Pluto and I must return to the lab to prepare for the next episode. Why Pines? What are we gonna do next episode? the same thing we do every episode pluto talk about pinky and the brain
0: the podcast was created for entertainment educational and informational purposes only it is not endorsed by warner brothers studios or amblin entertainment all characters, sounds, and images related to Pinky and the Brain, Animaniacs, Pinky Elmira and the Brain, and other Warner Brothers properties and trademarks are copyrighted by their respective holders. The opinions of the host, co host, and any point cast guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Warner Brothers Studios or Amblin Entertainment.